I, I think I told you about some random kid, some teenager, he, he found my email. I didn't even give him my contact info. He went to our website and he found my email and he got back to me. He was like, thanks for uh, praying with me and stuff. And Oh my gosh. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, wow. Like yeah. this kid is, it, 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 like you said, it wouldn't have happened if we hadn't started this team. Welcome to Stories from the Street. I'm Brian. And I'm Beth. And today we have Nick LaBanca, who is a brand new team leader out of the Diocese of Juliet. And we're going to be talking to him about his experience becoming a team leader and his very first outing. So, Brian, I've got a story. <laughs> I, I love it when I have a story. I know, you have the best stories. So, we early mass. Early, early mass. Then, then I went to Walmart because I'm getting stuff ready. And on my way out of Walmart this morning, um, I met Joanne. And mm-hmm. Joanne had this big cross on, on the outside of her shirt. She, she worked at Walmart, but she had this big cross. And all I did is I'm walking by her. I think she was the greeter. And I just said, I like your cross. And she says to me, oh, I have to wear it. I must be covered. In, t- in today's world, we just, I have to be covered. And so she's wearing it because she needs the protection of the Lord in her daily life. And I said to her, but it's not just that. I said, you are showing Christ's love to others by wearing that. You are an evangelist. <laughs> and she looked at me like, what? Uh, you know, I'm not an evangelist. I go, yeah. I mean, think of all the people that are going to see that cross today. All the people that will know that you are a Christian and that, um, and they will have that in common with you and it'll give them confidence in their own faith. And she was kind of surprised by that. And, uh, but she was glad to hear it. And she goes, thank you. That means a lot to me. And I said, let's pray right now. <laughs> and so she goes, oh, uh, okay. You know, she thought it was kind of odd, but you know, we just prayed right there by her cart of all the things she had to return to the shelves. And we prayed specifically that someone, that God would put someone in her day that needs to know the love of Christ, that needs to know about Jesus. And they would see that cross and maybe say something to her, but in any case would know more about God's love just, Mm -hmm. just by that just by her witness. And she just was really happy about that. And she was surprised that she was an evangelist just, just by doing that. Mm. I just two weeks ago, starting putting the cross on the outside of my shirt. I did. I always kept it inside. Uh huh. And I don't, there's just something that prompted me with just what you were saying is I think just even wearing this, I don't, I can be an evangelist or I can share that I am a Christian just by wearing it on the outside. And then that can prompt people such as yourself (laughs) (laughs) to come who want to, if they comment on it or if they say anything about it, then right there, I have an opening to share, you know, my love for the Lord. And, and the other thing I started doing Beth was I, one of the things I know that you like to do is give a miraculous medal right off your neck. Yeah. Yeah. And so I always try to wear an extra miraculous medal on the outside. And that way I don't, I'm not as good with your line where you say you deserve a medal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not as natural at it. You do it in such a beautiful way where it's just. <laughs> well, it comes with practice. You know, the, every time you do something, every time you do these little steps of evangelization, you get better at it. You mm-hmm. get um, more confident and you see 
how God is using you. And you, that builds your trust in God. And that helps you also recognize that it's really not you. <laughs> you, know? you know, you know, Brian, you may be good, but it's really not you. <laughs> it's like, it's really not me. I mean, it's, it's God's work. And you just keep turning yourself over to the Lord more and more. You see him working and you build up that confidence. I've had that goal. Was, I'm going to wear this miraculous man on the outside of me. And when, when I feel prompted or if there's a, a situation that provides it, I'm going to take it off and give it to somebody. Do you ask for it? Do you like when you put it on in the morning, say, okay, Lord, give me somebody. Not when I put it on in the morning, no. Okay, that's your next task. <laughs> <laughs> Normally just when I'm out there and I just feel prompted on the spot, but I can actually start making that a prayer. Yeah, make it a prayer. Show me, give me someone oh, to show your love to. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, those baby steps. People think about evangelizing for a while before they actually take the steps, I think. I think it takes, it's a slow process sometimes. I think that's... A Actually, something that we want to ask Nick, who's going to be our guest today, is what does it look like to become a new team leader and what exactly prompts you to be able to want to start an evangelization team? And what are the steps that make you begin to build confidence to be able to get out there and start evangelizing? Let's go ahead and bring Nick on. He's also the host of a podcast himself of Ask the Catholic Dude on Anchor FM. So we're excited to be able to bring him on and for him to be joining our apostle in St. Paul Street Evangelization. Nick, thanks for being on with us today. Hi, Nick. Nope. Hey, Beth. No, nope. thank you, Brian. Beth, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. It's, it's great to talk to you guys here today about evangelization. Nick, just what we were talking about before, how did you discern God was calling you to evangelize with St. Paul Street Evangelization? Well, it, it, it was just a lot of stuff fell in place. And it's kind of like what Beth just mentioned that you know, a lot of people think about it beforehand and then it just takes them a while to actually go out and do it. And I think I heard about your awesome apostolate last year for the first time. And I was like, well, this, is, this sounds really cool. Like, I mean, somebody should do something about this. Somebody should do something like this in our area. And then, you know, I was just, you know, it just wasn't on my radar like that. I would be the guy to do it. You know, I felt like I had too much going on and stuff. But then I was at a conference, uh, I want to say back in maybe like January, probably January, and I met one of the leaders of another parish. She she does a lot of stuff with uh, faith formation. And she said, yeah, our parish in Mokina is going to be having uh, basic evangelization training, and we're going to you know teach people how to you know, go out there in the world and spread the gospel. And it's from St. Paul Street Evangelization. I'm like, wait, what? Like, really? <laughs> And I'm like, like, wait, are, are you guys starting a chapter? Like, and like, I, I started telling her all these things and she's like, I don't know what you're talking about, but we're just bringing somebody in to, you know, talk about, you know, spreading the gospel. Like, I don't, I don't think she was fully aware of what, right. you know, what happens. And luckily the, there were, there were some other uh, diocesan people there at that conference. I'm like, we should really try to do something. Like, you know, I was talking to them about it and eventually I ended up calling you, I think, Brian, and, you know, started talking about how to start a chapter. And eventually we just kind of did it. You know, I prayed about it and figured, well, if this is going to happen, I'm, you know, hopefully God will send me some volunteers and stuff. And sure enough, that happened. And we just 
finally did our first outing uh-huh. last Saturday in Wheaton at the Taste of Wheaton. That is amazing. And I want to talk to you about that. And sometimes I feel like my own job, Nick, is just to get out of the way. When, so when, when people <laughs> like you call, it's like, all right, Brian, don't blow this. The Holy Spirit's working in them. They want to start a team. It's your job to just help guide what the Holy Spirit's already doing. Don't, don't, yeah. don't, don't smother it. Well, you didn't know you, it was, it was, everything worked out. And I mean, yeah, cause I need a lot of guidance. Cause I, I know I talked to both of you and, mm-hmm. uh, Joanne, you know, she helped me out a lot too. Uh, Joanne Fields. Uh, it was like, oh, what did you talk to Joanne for? I, I just, as I was getting underway, she, uh, like really guided me and I'm trying to think who I, there was a priest, uh, he, he's, uh, um, He's at one of our parishes here in the diocese, and he was like, "Oh, you know, I, I know a little bit about this organization. I know Joanne. Why don't you give her a call?" And then I talked Joanne to her. Knows. Yeah, she knows all the priests. Yeah, that's what it seems. Yeah, yeah, that's what it seems like. So she she really helped me out. And then maybe it was her that suggested I called you, Brian. I, I can't remember, but I, I do remember she was one of the first people I talked to, and wow. she really helped guide me into uh, doing this. I'm like, yeah, like you can do it. Like it's possible. It's it's not that bad. <laughs> it's a little scary the thought, but actually doing it, it's not, it's not as scary once you're out there doing it. Mm-hmm. And I want mm-hmm. to talk to you about that, Nick, from when you, there you were, you decided you felt that this is something the Lord and the Holy Spirit was prompting you to do. Uh, what would you say was like the greatest roadblock or challenge to overcome that actually from that feeling that prompting to getting on the street? I guess I'd say maybe getting out of my own head, like thinking that I'm not holy enough to do it, that I am not um, maybe articulate enough to, to do this. And that, you know, and I, and I also feeling like, well, I've already got too much on my plate. I already do a bunch of, you know, volunteer stuff. How can I possibly add this, you know, then plus with my job, two kids and all that. Wow. But then, you know, I realized like, okay, this is something that is basic to Christianity. This is something basic to Catholic Christianity. And, I, you know, and I, I realized like, I was thinking about it more and more, and as I was researching it, I I remembered during confirmation, you know, the bishop says something very specific, and I was wondering if, if I could read something from that rite of confirmation, if that would be okay. Yeah, absolutely. So when, when the bishop's praying over the confirmandi, he goes, he says, confirm, O God, what you have brought about in us and preserve in the hearts of your faithful the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. May they never be ashamed to confess Christ crucified before the world. And by devoted charity, may they ever fulfill his commands. And so it's like I'm thinking, like, well, am I fulfilling his commands? Am I doing what was charged to me at confirmation? You know, am, I, am, I, am I ashamed? Of Christ, and so that kind of got me past the whole. You know, I don't got time for this. It's like I, I got to make time for it. I got to do this. This apostolate is a perfect opportunity to do it. And everybody telling me like it, it's easy to start. It's easy to start. You know, and it is. It, it really is. And I was able to do it. And that's how I kind of got past my own mental roadblocks. That's great. I love in that quote, it says, when you said, may they never be ashamed to confess Christ crucified before the world. And I notice it doesn't say, may you never be ashamed to confess Christ crucified in the pew or never be ashamed to confess Christ crucified in your private prayer time at home. But (laughs) it's before the world. It's really a call to 
um, get out of your get out of your own sp- space and reach out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's if if we're not doing that, then we we kind of we kind of miss Christ's command. We kind of because because it, it is a command. He told us like, okay, you guys got to get out there and make disciples of all nations, and, mm-hmm. and 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 for whatever reason, it seems Catholics like to just put Jesus in this little box. I mean, we see it with politicians. We see it with uh, celebrities. It, it's just, you know, like this, this Catholic thing, it's over here. It's a part of me. Um, but here's me. Here's me out everywhere else. It's supposed <laughs> to be the other way around. The, the Catholicism yeah. is supposed mm-hmm. to permeate every aspect of your being. And if it's not, then those graces that you receive, they're not being used properly. And we're just... We're, we're not doing what we're called to do as Catholic Christians. I just wanted to ask you, go back to that first outing that you mentioned, getting up there on the street. How was it? It was nerve wracking at first. <laughs> <laughs> it, was we, it, 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 it went good. I mean, we started off, we went to mass at, at one of the parishes. It was like right nearby, you, you know, the people that were starting out. So uh, it was nice to do that. Start with mass. We talked with, I talked a little bit with the priest after he wasn't able to come out, but I uh, did talk with one of the seminarians and, he, from our diocese and he was like yeah you know it'd be, it'd be great to come out with you guys eventually thanks for all your work and oh, so we get out wow. there and that's it, great that really starting helped. with prayer i just sorry starting with prayer oh. that's so good okay keep <laughs> oh, going <yeah. laughs> no no it's okay yeah we did that and, and, and you know we prayed one more time like right when we got out there like right after we set up our table and who's we um that would be me um my my wife came at first with the kids, then she oh, left and came wow. back later. So it was us two. Kids are the best evangelists. They're way more <laughs> <than me. laughs> Oh yeah, we unfortunately we could not keep them out there during it, but uh, <laughs> she, my mother-in-law, graciously watched them so she could come back out later. Okay. Uh, but well, we had eight. We started with four, and we had eight total people come out. So we were kind of rotating for for seven hours, and um, I mean, it, it, once we really started talking to people, like, you know, we, it, it just, it, it got easier. It, it, it progressively got easier. Um, we were more confident. And I think once we, once we got our feet wet, it was like, okay, this is something that we can do. This is something that we can uh, talk to people about, even if they reject us, even if they say no thanks or mm-hmm. turn around and go the other direction. It's like, okay, well, then we'll just reach the next person. And were you passing out miraculous medals and rosaries? Is that how you're trying to break the ice? Yeah, yeah, the uh, they were both really popular. We ran out of uh, ball chains for the <laughs> miraculous medals. So really, yes, yeah, so we so we gave away at least fifty of those. Wow! I, I know we gave over a hundred rosaries away because I mean we had quite a few. Those were just going like like hotcakes. And uh, wow, we we also broke the ice with the million dollar uh, Pope Francis bills. Like the kids really like that. Yeah, we're like, like, those are fun. Oh, they loved it. So those those sold. Uh, those were given away. <laughs> they, were, they were selling money, selling money. Um, no, those those went away really fast. But I mean, it, people, yeah, they 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 loved that they were being offered these things. Um, and quite a few took literature as well. That's, that's great. I mean, if you, that's like every seven minutes you're giving away a miraculous medal. I didn't think of it, but, but yeah, I guess we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really liked it. I mean, we even gave some away without the the ball chain, and they they just kind of took it. And some people that even asked awesome. us for St. Anthony medals. I'm like, well, no, we don't have any, but we should probably do that next time. And <laughs> so, wow. yeah, people were excited to receive those sacramentals. Uh, Nick, I just talked to a team leader who started in Canada and said that their coworker gave them a miraculous medal with no chain, and it wasn't until years later that they the grace took effect in their lives, and they actually ended up 
reburning back to the Catholic faith. And now they're passing out miraculous medals with St. Paul Street evangelization. So I was just thinking uh, when you said that you gave a lot away, even without the chain, it's, the chain's not always necessary. Although we do find that's really helpful for them to go ahead and put it on right there. Right, right. No, I totally agree. Totally agree. And did you pray with anyone? Yes. Um, I know I did with, with at least four or five people, I think. And, you know, the other team members did too. I, I, like the first one I, I, I prayed with was, was a woman who had been away from the church for quite a while. Um, and we were, thank God, able to help her because she was just she was just scandalized by so many different things in the church and experiences she had with with pastors and stuff. You know, I told her it's like, well, you know, like that that, that example of, of the gym. It's like, well, when you go to gyms, everybody all buff and you know worked out already. And she's like, no. And I'm like, well, it's the same thing with with the, the church. I mean, it's like you know we're not all perfect, and you know we're we're all trying. And she was open to reconnecting with a parish she she wanted to get back she wanted to find a good solid parish and i'm like well i don't know much about your area but i'll find out and get back to you and um since then i've i've been able to connect her with a priest and um in, in a parish by her and now the ball is in her court she said she'll reach out when she's ready and she motioned to me in our last exchange that uh she may do that soon and hopefully by the grace of god she'll return to the sacraments that's amazing. So what you, what you said here, a couple of things. First of all, I loved your analogy about the gym. You know, <laughs> yeah. The church That's is not me. filled with perfect people, just like a gym is not filled with, you know, perfect people. All buff people. I'm there, yeah. on the ellip- yeah. I'm there on the elliptical. <laughs> you got a six-pack, right, Brian? This guy's six-pack. I, <laughs> I wanted to also ask you about, you said you, you followed up with her. Tell me, what was that about? How did, how did that work? Sure, sure. Um, I well, I told her, you know, she 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 said she was just tired of not finding, um, you know, good good Catholic parishes. To I think she she pretty much without saying the word described beige Catholicism the way that Bishop Barron does, and I'm like, well, you know. It, it, that's that's neither here nor there there's there's good there's good parishes out there. there's good people out there let's see if we can find somewhere for you where you will be accepted somewhere where you will want to go and I'll, I'll get back to you so she gave me her email and i did some research i asked some priests about you know churches in the area like what what's what's good for her where where would she find a good home and i found a priest i talked to him he he, he said thank you for this um and we'll try to do our best and so like I, I gave her the information for that priest and she said, well, thank you. And I'll, I'll try to reach out to him. She's like, I have to do it on my time. But then she, she said in the next email, she's like, I, I, I think I'm going to do it soon. So that's, it was, yeah, it's beautiful. It, that's beautiful. It, it was hear, amazing. Go ahead, Nick. <laughs> no, I'm saying it was amazing. I'm sorry. It was just amazing. <laughs> it was amazing to have so, that experience. When I hear that, I go back to our, like our founder, Steve Dawson, when he, when he first started, he would say, a two-minute conversation can change someone's life. And I think about God Almighty who orchestrates everything, right? Mm-hmm. And so he obviously was working in this woman's heart a little bit to stir it a little bit. And then there she's walking through this festival and here's this table of Catholic people giving out Catholic stuff. You know, I mean, the Lord just puts you there in her path, just like she, he put her in your path. So you could have this exchange. She was prompted for it. She followed up. You followed up. I mean, if if you did, if you would have said no to the promptings of the Holy Spirit to start a team, that woman wouldn't have contacted that priest. 
Yeah. I mean, mm. I, I think of the ripples. Your one yes to I'm going to do this flows out. And now there's this woman that ended up, you know, being reunited to the church in some way, most likely it looks like, yep. right? I'm praying so and like we, we should you know I hope everybody prays for this woman that she she will fully return and I, I just I was just overjoyed that she actually like you know responded to me and even some I, I think I told you about some random kid some teenager he he found my email I didn't even give him my contact info he went to our website and he found my email and he got back to me he was like thanks for uh, praying with me and stuff and oh my gosh I, I couldn't believe it I was like wow wow like this yeah. kid is it, it, like you said it wouldn't have happened if we hadn't started this team you know it's your one was, yes you're yes so did he go to the St. Paul Street Evangelism website is that what he did yeah I because I, wow. I, I talked to him for like for 10 minutes e- evangelical kid um very smart very very smart he reads Dr. Edward Fazer. He reads. Oh my gosh. Um, I was just like, oh my God, it was insane. He had great questions, great questions about the Catholic faith. And apparently he's going to be baptized next month at his evangelical church. And I'm, you know, I I gave him a whole bunch of uh, literature, gave him why we're Catholic from Trent Horn. And I'm like, Hey guy, if you want to talk with me more, if you have more questions, just look up my, my, my contact info is on our website. And I gave him the website thinking he wasn't going to do anything with it. But this, this sophomore, in high school got back to me. I was like, wow. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Yeah. So, so much fruit and so simple. So simple. It was, <laughs> it was just an invitation and it was just, it was just an invitation and for all these people, for all the people that we talked with, it was just like, Hey, you know, want a rose, you want a miraculous medal? Uh, do you know anything about Catholicism? Do you know any Catholics? Do you have any questions for me? Here's why I'm Catholic. Why I, I believe this is, the, the one true faith. This is the church that, that Jesus founded. And it, it just, it goes from there. Wow. Was there any hostility at all that you experienced when you were out there? I wouldn't say there was really any real hostility. Um, nobody was really belligerent. There's maybe one guy who, and we had kind of a long conversation with him, me and my wife both did actually, um, maybe about 20, 25 minutes, I think. And he wasn't really belligerent, but I mean, he, he was saying some, some strange things about, you know, the popes and, you know, other stuff, but he, he was open to talking and he said that he was Catholic, you know, he was like, Oh, I'm Catholic. I'm Catholic. But, 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 but it was just butts with everything. You know, he, he was basically Bible alone. He attends church with his Lutheran wife and his kids are now Lutheran. And, you know, we, and we, we talked and he was open to hearing us out at least. And when we parted, it was, you know, it was amicable and, you know, I'm like, anything we could pray for you. And he was like, yeah, wisdom. So, well, we, you know, we will pray for wisdom for maybe him to return to his, his faith or at least the, the fullness of the Catholic faith. It was, but the response overall was just, um, it was overwhelmingly positive. I guess, yeah, the reason I asked that is because a lot of people, the idea of a street evangelization team in your head, you think it's, you're automatically going to be met with hostility. You think of the worst. And then the reality is the most hostile thing that you encounter when you're out there was praying with somebody for wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in, the irony as, in the irony as well is that they were Catholic at one point or wanted to identify themselves as Catholic. And I think that's that actually might be a, a point where, I guess even hostility might not even be the right word, but people who have a grudge might be people who had once identified themselves as a Catholic. And there's, Mm -hmm. those are the ones you'd especially just want to be very pastoral to and just 
mm-hmm. you're welcome and have the invitation. I'm sure, just like you are. I mean, what, what a wonderful bridge you are um, to be out there on the street to invite those people who might be carrying some weight uh, to be able to come back in the church because for them it's definitely not a theological issue. Mm-hmm. It might be how about something else. Um, the fact that you? I don't know how to ask this. Um, did you notice that when someone's walking towards you and you're going to approach them or you're going they're going to approach you, you have no idea where their background is. I mean, you, it's not like, okay, I got, I'm all ready for the, you know, certain kind of person and that's who shows up. It's like, you don't know what, what their background is or what their, what their questions might be. Did you, what, what did you think of that sense? Well, I, I was kind of nervous about that because I'm just like, well, what, what kind of way are we going to go with a conversation like this? It, 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 it kind of at first got me nervous, but then it was just like, well, just I said to myself, it's just like we're talking to to people that we that we meet maybe in an elevator or something like that. It's just you start with the small talk and then you go on, and the thing is like you don't have to know everything about the faith like it, it it's i mean of course you know know the basics of our faith and and and, and submit to our you know catholic teaching but the important thing is it's it's not a bad thing to say you know i don't know that's a great question how about i get back to you cuz then that that spurs another conversation so if 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 somebody's listening and they're afraid that they they don't have all the answers like you don't have to have all the answers it's okay just be honest with the person but what was great is that your apostolate provides so much material to help in these special situations. So when I was talking to that evangelical kid, I was able to pause for a second and give him something on, um, on, on faith alone. I was able to give him something on the Eucharist because we talked a little bit about the Eucharist and with the other guy, you know, I was like, well, hold on. You got a problem with the Pope. I think I, I have something here. Just why don't you take this home? I gave him something on the Petrine primacy. So it was, you know, we had, opportunities to get into we got opportunities to get in depth if we wanted to but then for those of us that just wanted to have a nice you know small conversation without getting too deep we could do that too there's there's always different ways to go about it you just have to be willing to um be open to what direction the holy spirit is going to take you in in that particular moment that's so good. We just did a podcast on apologetics and at the end of each one, we just said, and here's our pamphlet. Take this because we don't have the answer. <laughs> we did a podcast about telling people how to give out pamphlets <laughs> from these Perfect. theologians that took the time to be able to write those for those on the street and even for people like myself who just <laughs> to learn more about how to express our, the truths of the Catholic faith in a concise manner. I mean, they're really good. Well, oh, you didn't yeah. find, and I think that's what Nick was saying, you, you don't find yourself in this back and forth and back and forth right. arguing through apologetics. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more just, well, here's, the, here's some answers that, of what we believe, and let's continue to pray with each other or, mm-hmm. or you know, talk about whatever, you know, whatever the next thing is in the conversation. Yeah, that's it, it, what it is. It's a conversation, and, um, you know, if they want to go deeper, go deeper. If they don't want to, then maybe just offer them, you know, the, the chance to continue the conversation via email or, or something like that. And people, like I said, people, like people were open to that. People were open to it. If, if they want a deep conversation, then okay. But just make sure you're, I, I guess what, what me and my wife wanted to do, especially with that one guy was like, okay, well, let's not neglect everybody else that's walking up. Just make sure you're cognizant of your time, I guess, and make sure that uh, you're, you're not going I guess, overboard with them. <laughs> yeah. It can be a temptation to 
finish a conversation or, or short change the conversation with one person because someone else is walking by and your mm-hmm. eyes start drifting away from the person you're talking to like, oh, I don't want to miss this guy. Oh, I don't want to miss that guy. <laughs> but and that comes with practice that you recognize that the person in front of you is the person the Lord put in front of you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you're cognizant of, of stretching it too long, but you... Yeah, it it can be a temptation if you're always worried about the other person. So that's why it's good to have a team. Yes, yes, we had multiple people, so we we felt a little bit better about that. It's like okay, we got four people, we're good. <laughs> now your first thing was seven hours. That is not a typical evangelization outing. Just for people that are thinking out there, you don't normally have to go out for seven hours. But this was a festival that you signed up mm-hmm. for, which was amazing, amazing mm-hmm. um, act of trust in the Lord to sign up for such a big time. So thank you for doing that. No, no problem. Yeah. It was uh, it, it, It's because we had so many volunteers. I think if we didn't have that many volunteers that wanted to go out, I don't think we would have been out there that long. But wow. like I said, we had eight people. Well, we actually had nine. One had to cancel like the day of. But I mean, we had eight people who wanted to come out. So it's like, okay, well, so we can all have time for you guys. We'll make time so everybody can come out. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's really good. And uh, we're coming up to the end, but just the last question I had for you is uh, the one good reason why other people should consider starting a St. Paul Street Evangelization team. Right, right. Um, well, I, I guess, I guess the one good reason is is just because uh, you know Jesus told us to. You know, he he. he I mean, yeah. it's it's got to be like the 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 one a reason right there, the numeral uno reason because. Jesus told us to if we're followers of Christ and we got to follow his commands. We have to go and and make disciples of all nations and really live out what, you know, the bishop uh, or the priest said to us at at confirmation to uh, not be ashamed to confess Christ crucified. And do you have any advice for those that are, that are considering getting started? Um. Yes, it, it, it's, I'm going to plagiarize from Nike. I'm sorry, but it's like just just do it, <laughs> just do it. Um, it's you don't have to be scared. I mean, you really don't. I mean, pray a lot, and I know that uh, St. Paul Street Evangelization always encourages that. So just make sure everything is saturated in prayer. Um, you don't have to be this theologian to go out there and do it. You just need to be willing to save souls. I mean, that's what St. John Bosco always said. He was just like, just to paraphrase him, he always said, you know, bring me souls, you know, nothing more, just, just bring me souls. And then we can give them to our Lord. Cause that's, that's, that's what it's all about. So if your smiling face can help in some way, if your kind words can help break somebody's hardness of heart and turn them to the sacraments and to our Lord and his church, then you need to go out there and it's, it's just as easy as walking out on the street and holding a rosary in your hand. Amen. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Beth, did you have anything that you wanted to add? No, just thank you to to Nick and just encouragement to anyone that's thinking they're on the fence. Like, should I do this? Should I do this? Um, Yeah. It's not that hard. Go for it. Give us a call. Um, when you're on the website, you just do the get involved uh, and the email comes to Brian and I get involved. I'd like to find out about a team in my area or start a team and we'll be there. We'll, we'll walk you through the whole, all the stop, steps. Nick, I, thank you for just saying yes to being a team leader and for 
all the incredible work that you did for you know the Lord and our in the church by being by just saying yes and you know being a team leader not just evangelizing yourself but equipping other Catholics that's the other part of it is that you're not it's not just getting out there in the community to invite those who are lost but giving Catholics the opportunity to get out there and evangelize as well as that's what you're doing and so just thank you for being a leader out there in the Diocese of Juliet and I just pray that God may continue to bless you and your ministry and we'll certainly will be praying for those that you encounter Beth and I um, have the blessing to be able to do that every morning well thanks Brian and thanks Beth and and thank you for um, just giving us the opportunity to do this thank you so much as i said my job is to get out of the way (laughs) and and so it's a pretty good job i'm grateful i'm grateful for that and so uh anybody who does want to start a team as beth mentioned they go to our website streetevangelization.com they click the get involved button and fill that out and beth and i will be able to get to it very soon about starting a team I also want to invite anyone to come to our Call to Communion retreat that's going to be happening at the end of this month. We still have spots available. That's the 22nd to the 24th. We have Father Ben Lukey, who is going to be our retreat master. He is a priest who is very known for, or is well known for his ability to lead people in Ignatius spirituality and prayer. And he was the driver for Mother Teresa, has many great stories and a very uh, great man to help us commune with the Lord. And we'll be there with many team leaders and evangelists. We'll be able to commune with one another. So come out for that. You can go to streetevangelization.com slash retreat and sign up for that. And Beth, do you want to sign us off? Yes, we are St. Paul Street Evangelization, where we train, equip, and mobilize ordinary Catholics to do the extraordinary work of evangelization in order to save souls. Amen. All right, God bless. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Nick.